Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Avery Brookins, and I'm Rhode Island Public Radio's environment reporter. And tonight we're here to talk about the future of New Bedford's fishing industry following the criminal case of Carlos Rafael, who's also been referred to as the Codfather. Rafael controlled the largest ground fishing fleet in New Bedford, and ground fish being fish that live near the bottom of the ocean, such as flounder, haddock, and cod. Last year, Rafael pleaded guilty to lying to federal regulators about what type of ground fish he caught, and he's currently serving a four-year prison sentence for his crimes, and is also now being sued for misreporting his scallop catch. But the story doesn't end with Carlos Rafael. His actions have had a ripple effect. His fleet, as well as other ground fishing boats, has been suspended from fishing, putting many fishermen out of work, and shoreside fishing businesses have um, that supply ice and gear have lost a major source of income. So where does New Bedford go from here? That's the focus of our discussion tonight at the Star Store campus at the University of Massachusetts Dartmouth. And I'd like to start by introducing our panel. First, we have John Quinn, chairman of the New England Fishery Management Council and former Massachusetts State Representative. Next, we have Lara Foley Ramston, owner of Foley Fish, a 100-year-old family business that sells fresh seafood to specialty retailers. And we also have Cassie Canastra, marketing director of Base New England, the oldest electronic seafood auction in the country. And finally, we have Dan Georgiana, an economist from UMass Dartmouth School for Marine Science and Technology. Welcome to all of you, and thank you so much for being here tonight. And so, Dan Georgiana, um, I would wanted to start with you. Um, in addition to being an economist, you're also on the board of directors for Sector 9, um, which is a part of the management system for groundfish, and Carlos Rafael's fleet was regulated under that sector. Um, Dan, can you first explain uh, how sector management in the ground fishery works um, and then fill us in on how valuable Sector 9 was to New Bedford's economy? Okay. Is this clear? Okay. Um, I'm going to do a one-minute. Many people here know what sectors are. I'm going to do a one-minute explanation, and forgive me for this. But sectors are uh, the way ground fish is managed in New England. And um, sectors are uh, groups of vessels and vessel owners who share quota, or they can share quota, and they're assigned quota based on um, their fishing history. Sectors uh, can buy and sell within the, buy and sell quota within the sector, and they can buy and sell quota with other sectors. Um, the, the simple story of how ground fish is managed is that um, when uh, fish is landed and purchased by a dealer, the dealer reports the sale to NOAA who uh, records it and compares it to um, what uh, the sector has in terms of quota, both in terms of what is awarded quota to begin with and what it is the net in terms of buying quota. Uh, and that's a very quick definition of sector management. I can see John making a face, but that's the way it goes. Uh, but that, <laughs> that's, a very, that's a very simple uh, presentation of, of how it is. Uh, sector 9 is one of the sectors in sector management. I think there's 16 of them. Um, sector 9 is composed of uh, 
boats owned by Mr. and Mrs. Raphael, as well as other vessels and other vessel owners. Um, uh, in the process of this uh, issue, I, I did a, a very quick um, uh, sort of a economic impact of, uh, I should say more about this. Um, so um, in, in November of, of 2016, uh, the regional director um, sent us a letter saying that we could no longer, we being the sector, could no longer fish, foreground fish, and we could no longer buy and sell quota. Um, and and we, had, we were somewhat surprised by this because we had been meeting with staff from NOAA to try to resolve uh, uh, this problem. So in, in part of uh, the work I was doing, I, I did a very, uh, I did a, a economic impact analysis of uh, the importance of Sector 9 to the Northeast region. And I used a, um, um, a program that's uh, from NOAA that estimates economic impact. So it goes backwards in terms of sectors buy supplies and forward in terms of sectors sell uh, their catch to processors and processors sell to wholesalers and wholesalers sell to retailers and retailers sell to restaurants. Um, so this is, a, this is a program that looks at the entire system going backward to suppliers of, of vessels, uh, food, fuel, uh, et cetera, and repairs and also goes forward. And the results uh, of this were um, for that period, November and December of 2016, that it was costing the Northeast region about a half a million dollars a day in lost revenue. And there are also some estimates of, of employment and so on, and, and estimates of income. Um, and in terms of, of New Bedford, I, I think the simplest way to look at this is that um, the, the vessels uh, from the sector employed about 80 fishermen, and, and, a, and a rule of thumb is that for every 80 fishermen, or every fisherman in New Bedford, there's roughly two shoreside jobs. There's one job in processing and wholesaling, and one job in welding and uh, repairs and uh, so on that supply the vessel. Um, so I hope that's... Uh, Okay, so I actually okay. Did want to um, just ask going back to sure. the sector management section sure. um, is our catch shares a part of, of that as well? Um, well, it's a system of catch shares, that is, the, the quota is shared among the members of the sector and their assigned quota by the management system. I'm actually also a part of the management system. I'm a member of the Scientific and Statistical Committee that sets an upper limit on the quota. So I'm in both, um, both parts of this. Mm. But it's called a catch-share system. It's not a usual catch-share system. Usually catch-share systems, individual vessels have quotas or individual owners of vessels have quota. This system is unique, I think, in the U.S. and it's fairly unusual in the, in the world. But it's a way of sectors share the quota and uh, fish that's caught by any of the vessels is reduced, is... is, is um, is subtracted from the quota. Okay. And Laura Foley, um, owner of Foley Fish, what do you see as um, the biggest impact of uh, the suspension of uh, Sector 9, Carlos Rafael's sector? 
Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you very much for inviting me today. And I wanted to just clarify one thing before we move on. Um, when we just talk about ground fish, it doesn't mean that they swim on the ground. It actually means that they are born, live, and die in the same fishing area. So they are um, indigenous to a specific fishing grounds, um, and that's why they're called ground fish. Um, people get concerned when they think of bottom feeders, so I, I want to clarify that uh, so that we understand that they swim in all uh, parts of the water column depending on the um, species. Uh, in order to uh, actually speak directly to your question, what we've seen is just less, uh, fewer fish coming through the market. Uh, we purchase fish daily in all of the New England ports, um, but with a shoreside facility in New Bedford as well as in Boston, it certainly is impactful. For instance, this week, um, we've only had an auction one day, and it's Lent. So that is certainly a stark comparison to prior years when we would see multiple fish, um, multiple boats uh, landing and certainly taking a major uh, vessel owner out of circulation and those permits out of circulation has impacted the amount of fish that are flowing through. But I would caution that the reduction in overall fish coming through the ports is more uh, the result of a management system that has hamstrung uh, achieving optimal yield. So, you know, last year we've only caught 18% of what has been allocated to the fishermen um, already having a triple buffer in place. So they were allowed to catch um, a, a certain amount of fish, and they last year only caught 18%. This year we're at a uh, target for 13% with 70 fishing days left. So, yes, the absence of... Um, the Sector 9 vessels has impacted um, fish flow, but overall fish flow is, is much more impacted by having uh, a system and a management uh, program that doesn't prioritize optimal yield. And Cassie Canastra, Marketing Director of Base New England, what do you see as the biggest impact of the suspension of se- um, from the suspension of Sector 9? Um, Thank you again for having me. Uh, So I would start by saying you already touched base on the auction. You actually asked me before this panel if we had anything for tomorrow, and I said no. And we were lucky to have two auctions a week now. And what happens to the supply when you're not having auctions every day, people look elsewhere. You look at other suppliers, you're looking at imports, frozen fish, you lose the fresh market. And I think that's my biggest concern moving forward. Um, The day after the closure of Sector 9, we had a boat on the auction, and that owner thought he was going to do big, and the small haddock price went to 15 cents a pound. So it's not really about your typical supply and demand. You, he thought that's why he was going to do well, but it's about consistency at market, and we're losing that. You take out the biggest boat owner, you, you're losing that supply, and I think my fear is that moving forward we're not going to get that back. So that and then obviously the short side businesses, the other people in the Port of New Bedford that are suffering from not being able to service those boats. And um, economist Dan Georgiana, uh, what would happen if Raphael's permits were taken out of New Bedford? Um, Because I know there's kind of a debate around whether his permits should stay within the city or if they should be redistributed amongst other fishermen in the region. So what would happen if New Bedford did lose those permits? I don't know um, how likely that is. The, The issue, I think, is that 
the boats currently in the sector are not allowed to fish for ground fish, and they're not allowed to buy and sell quota uh, that they have. We have several, I think two or three million pounds of quota, which is just sitting there. So I, I don't, I mean, vessels are bought and sold all the time. So sometimes they leave the port, sometimes they stay in the port, sometimes they go in other ports. I think in general, um, the, the, uh, a large share of the, of the vessels have, have, have come to New Bedford based on Mr. Raphael's purchase of vessels. To give you a little bit of a sense of the size of the decline in 1994, which was the beginning of the modern management of, of fish and scallops, scallops were about 40% of the value, ground fish were 30% of the value. Now scallops in 2016, scallops are 90% of the value, and ground fish is less than 5% of the value. So there's been this very long, steady decline in ground fish landing. Scallops value has gone up, ground fish value has gone down, and that's, a, that's the system we currently live in, and New Bedford is now essentially a one-species town, that is scallops, which is a risky situation. But Cassie Canastra, I wanted to go back to you. You're also on the board of directors for Sector 9, um, and the board has been working with federal regulators to kind of try to figure out how to get the boats um, in in the sector fishing again. Um, could you give us an update on kind of how that process is going? So just a quick update. I'm not going to get really into it, but we are um, meeting with Garfo, which is out of Gloucester, and we're working to submit a new operations plan to be a lease-only sector to be able to pay back the overages. We did all that accounting work. We spent weeks on that, right, Dan? <laughs> so we've done all that, and now it's Dan Georgiana is also yes, a board. board member. Right. So as the economist, he did a lot of the accounting. Um, so we're just working with them right now to submit a new ops plan. Obviously, we have to follow their usual management timeline, so we're just working with them, and that's kind of where we're at right now. We haven't really got any set dates or times and stuff like that, but we have been working diligently to try to figure out those overages. So 